0: Hi I'm Emily
1: and I'm Dan. Uh, we are the caretakers on the Great Blasket Island. Uh, the Great Blasket Islands, uh, one of the most westerly points in Europe um, and was inhabited until the 1950, about 1954. Um, so nowadays there's Visitors that come on and you can actually stay in some of the cottages as the Islanders did back in the day.
2: Amazing. How did you get involved with this? I know there's a huge application form and people from all around the world really, you know, want to be here.
0: So how did it all happen? Uh, We just were, we were living in London and craving an escape from the city anyway. And we saw the job application and it just seemed perfect. So we applied, but we were very aware of that there was lots of applicants, so we knew that it would probably just be a pipe dream. Um, and then we were lucky enough to get an interview, and then we got the job, which was a huge surprise, and we had six weeks to get here from when we found out we got the job. So it was a big rush. And, yeah. and
1: we, we were renovating my flat in London at the time, probably had about six months of work left to go <laughs> at the current pace we were going. So, we had to sort of. We both took sabbaticals from our jobs, um, so then had two weeks at the end of our notice period to then go full time. <laughs> we were doing 16 hour days to try and finish it, and yeah, it was quite stressful, but yeah. we got there in the end.
0: Got here, and then had to start the spring clean here, yeah. so it was. But no, it's been so amazing, yeah. So, when did you first arrive here? Um, we arrived the first weekend of April, so. Um, have been here since then. At the moment we're sitting in the kitchen with a very rainy backdrop outside and um, it doesn't seem like the middle of July but uh, we've had some really great weather actually since we've been here. We've had a mix of everything really.
2: (laughs) And how would you best describe this experience so far? I mean living in London, now living on an island like this, that must be just mind-blowing.
1: Yeah, every day is different and Rich, really and truly every day is very different um there's always something that comes up you know the day-to-day responsibilities involve doing the changeovers for the holiday cottages and running the small coffee shop outside of that there's um you know sheep to mind uh, we raised uh, a lamb that is his mum was uh, very, you know, his mum was very <laughs> old, so he had to bottle feed him. He's now been weaned, but he sort of, still comes and says hello. I think um, I
0: met him when we first came in. He was yeah. very friendly. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks everyone means food. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: but there's always something that happens. We we need to sort of pump yeah. water so there's enough um, to feed the cottages. Um Every day is very different, but yeah, yeah, we're very lucky. Birds getting
0: trapped in different places. We've
1: yeah, Manx shearwaters. They kind of they borrow in uh, the cliffs in the island, but sometimes they kind of get stuck. Mm. So we've had to save a few. Um,
2: And from this view here, you can
0: see down at the shore the amount of seals. Like that is incredible.
1: Yeah, it's Uh, so
0: amazing. Yeah, it's we're really lucky. It's the largest seal gray seal colony in Europe. So it's uh, an amazing asset to have on the island and people really enjoy seeing it they are just coming into popping season at the moment yeah. so
1: yeah one of, one of the things we we uh we didn't sort of expect but we're um getting involved in is trying to educate uh visitors um about the seals and actually when they're on land they're very nervous um mm. there are they are a protected species um and it's important when they're on land to keep distance so it's best mm. to keep at least 50 meters yeah and
2: there's plenty of signage around as well for people to yeah. be aware of that because obviously if they're in popping season as well they're very delicate yeah yeah
1: so it's um it's an curiosity sometimes that sometimes gets the better of people um but we advise people actually you get much better vantage point um from the cliffs and you probably saw yourself today um, they're really interesting just to watch the, all the antics they get up to. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're really important. You know, I think there was a documentary you've made recently that described as a national treasure, um, and it's easy to see why. So I think yeah. it's important that we maintain that and respect the wildlife.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's been a job that we weren't expecting, just having to go down and speak to people about the way to behave around them. And I think something we could really value from is like, some education... Maybe some signs or something like that, just to educate people about how to act around wildlife. Because it's mm. not something that you see every day, and people do just get excited to see them all on the beach and run over for a selfie, and then yeah. and then the whole um, group has been scared into the water, and yeah. it's it's quite you know they come here they they spend a third of their lives on the land so it's necessary for them to be here and um, we're very lucky to be able to share yeah. the beach with them we just need to find a way to make that balance work mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and we, we are to, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we are actually um, campaigning we're, we're trying to speak to the relevant gov- government bodies to implement a few um, sort of relatively minor measures just to so the pressure of tourism and the wildlife can sort of live in better harmony mm-hmm. yeah um, so we're we're trying to make a slight positive change there
2: and speaking of tourism I suppose it does vary every day but how many visitors would you get maybe weekly
1: depends quite massively on the weather and the time of year um, any sort of an average would be around uh, 50 to 200 yeah um, I think on the busiest day I think usually I think there's of up to 400 people just wow. with the numbers of um, ferry operators that can land.
2: Yeah we had a, a very choppy journey on the <laughs> yeah. way over but the two lads on the boat were absolutely very accommodating uh, yeah. but none of us could talk to them, they yeah. <laughs> we were like do you
0: want to see the mat? And we all just said yeah, no water.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: seasickness, yeah. quietness. Just yeah.
0: stare at the horizon, yeah I get really bad seasickness as well. <laughs> but
2: how do you find uh, getting things on land, obviously with the boats going over mostly every day and stuff, you must find it okay to get supplies and, and everything.
0: Yeah, mostly we just get things um, delivered um, on the boat, which is so handy. We have a magic washing bag, so we don't have to do any laundry out here, which is such a treat. Um, And all of our our shopping comes from from Dingle. We tried when we got here to plant loads of seeds, and um, we brought potato seed and uh, lots of different things to grow, but the rabbits and the sheep (laughs) decided against that. We still have some surviving lettuce, but... Not enough to survive on, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, we're very dependent on the boats, but I suppose we have the luxury of power boats now that the islanders didn't have. So we're very lucky. Um, and then, yeah, I think we've, we've kind of just really gotten used to it. There's nothing we miss that much now.
1: Well, we, we've got very limited electricity, so we don't have a fridge, um, but we have a, a cooler box, and uh, when the milk comes out for the cafe, that's frozen, so we can keep a few things yeah. cool, but we kind of... We're able to make do with just having that small, um, small bit of cooling apparatus. So yeah.
2: Mm-hmm, and finally, do you think it's going to be very hard to go back to
0: London when you're finished? Are you thinking about that yet? Is it a long way off? Or um, we have, I think, from when we first got here, we kind of realised that we probably wouldn't be going back to living in a city, um, just because it's it's been so natural to be living here and so much nicer. So. We're not sure of the next step, but we don't think it will be back in London. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're from, originally from Cork, are you? Yeah, I'm from London. Yeah, yeah so it might be a trip back to Cork. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go back for a week or two, yeah, and then the plan is to go travelling for a bit and then yeah. try and avoid the real world for as long as we can. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so we don't know. We're hopefully gonna go travelling until Christmas and then. We, yeah, we don't know what January is going to hold for us, yeah.
2: You never know, you might be back here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, well, well, done in everything that you've done. The experience that we've had so far has been fantastic. And as I say, your hospitality is keeping people coming back. So well done to you. Oh, oh thank brilliant. you thanks so, much. so much. Yeah, Cheers. thanks so much.